The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast. Uh, we are in March currently and live from San Antonio, Texas, the site of this year's Final Four. And we are back to that time of year uh, where we have busted brackets, Cinderella stories, and I got two exciting guests to join me to go over all things March Madness. And one of them is a recurring guest, Rebound, and then the other one for the first time on this podcast Ace, what up, fellas? How you guys doing? Yo, what's going on, D? Doing pretty what's good. Happening? Nothing much. Uh, the field of 68 is set. Uh, so before we get into the field of 68, uh, we there was a, some controversy with the snubs where there always is. Uh, teams like Oklahoma State, USC, St. Mary's, Notre Dame kind of missed out. Some, team, some people expected they should have been in. So, Ace, I'll start with you. Uh, which team do you think got hosed the most and should be in the field of 68? Um, I think there's two teams that really stand out for me. Um, first, I got to start with the USC Trojans out of the Pac-12 conference. You know, I think they, they were second in the conference. They made the championship game, but they were snubbed in favor of Arizona State and UCLA, both who obviously didn't make the conference finals and you know, I think Arizona State started off real hot and then just kind of dropped off for the rest of the season. So, I mean, there's no way that either one of those teams should have been in over, you know, USC. I don't mind them being in, but they cannot put them in over USC. And then um, I think the big, you know, obviously, I think the big one is Oklahoma. Oklahoma State should have been in over Oklahoma, period. Oklahoma had no business at all being in this in this tournament at all, and Oklahoma State should feel real bad right now because they got hosed big time. Alrighty, Ree, what do you think? Yeah, I'm agreeing with Ace here, and definitely USC got hosed for sure. They were, I believe, minus 475 to get in, and plus 675 not to get in, and Oklahoma State over, they should have made over Oklahoma. I think they just wanted Oklahoma in because of Trey Young. And they they want to see him play. Yeah, I definitely agree uh, with USC for sure. Uh, I'm a little biased, obviously, being a USC alumni. But I definitely, I was definitely when I saw the selection show, seeing Arizona State show up at first, just because they were they were going in alphabetical order. I like immediately thought like I was kind of excited at that point because I I thought if Arizona State gets in for sure, USC has to get in. I mean, Arizona State is. Much worse Pac-12 record. Uh, they lost in the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 tournament to Colorado. And I just thought there's no way they can leave USC out. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, they did. They thought U- USC's, uh, I guess, their quality of wins wasn't that good. They only beat, I guess, one turn- one team that's in the, tur- the field of 68, that being Arizona State. And 
I guess this is, uh, I guess, one of the most historic uh, USC with an RPI of 34. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever had a higher RPI and missed the tournament. So that's a really big one. And I think St. Mary's, I mean, as we've seen the last couple of years, has really been in the tournament and kind of made some noise, made some Sweet 16 runs, Elite 8, stuff like that. So I thought for sure they'd, they'd get in as, as well, uh, playing in, uh, kind of head-to-head with the Gonzaga in their conference. So those were kind of the two big ones to me. And then Oklahoma State, as you mentioned, Ace, uh, obviously another one. And Dickie V on ESPN was out of his mind. I mean, he was going bonkers last night that they could be left out in favor of Oklahoma. So enough being said about that. Uh, there's always snubs. There always will be. But uh, a field of 68 is set. And we'll go, we're going to go ahead and start in the top left-hand of the bra- side of the bracket. The South region, we have the overall number one seed, University of Virginia. And we also have at two, Cincinnati. And then we also have Kentucky, Arizona, and Tennessee in that bracket. And so we'll start with Ace. What do you think about this uh, region? And who do you think ultimately comes out uh, in the Final Four in San Antonio? Um, well, you know, I think this is probably the most loaded bracket of them all. There's a lot of good teams, obviously, the overall number one seed in Virginia. Um, and then I really like Arizona in this bracket. I mean, they got the big guy, Aiken, who's a projected possible number one overall pick, just playing lights out, almost reminding you of Shaq from the LSU days. And I really like Cincinnati here, too. I mean, obviously, they're the two seeds. And they always come into the tournament with a strong record, but I really feel like they're going to break through this year. Um, I'm really going to – for me, it's a toss-up between Cincinnati and Arizona, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati, actually, this year. I, I just – I mean, I know Virginia is number one overall seed, and they got that smothering defense, but I just don't think they have enough offense to get through to the you know final four. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati here. All right, fair points. Uh, Big Ree, what do you think? Yeah, it's definitely a loaded division, as Ace said. But on this one, uh, I'm going to lead towards Arizona. I like their center, DeAndre, and I think they're going to pull out in this division. I'm just region, excuse me. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, at the top of this region with Virginia and Cincinnati, you got veteran teams, uh, hard-nosed defensive teams. They like to play at a slower pace, kind of... Uh, have their game be up there in mid-50s, uh, high-50s. If they keep it somewhere there, they're usually in good shape, both of those teams. And then you have teams like Arizona, Kentucky, uh, who are kind of uh, – their stars are made up of younger guys. I mean, Arizona, obviously, and with DeAndre Ayton, who's probably going to be the player of the year, Wooden Award winner. And then Kentucky, I mean, their entire starting lineup is – uh, built a freshman, I mean, led by Kevin Knox. And then Calipari, as we all know, has always built teams like this, I mean, with, loaded with freshmen. So that should be an exciting matchup in the second round, Arizona and Kentucky. That's one that I'm really looking forward to. And then, I mean, Arizona, I mean, they're kind of uh, at a four seed and move all the way up to Boise. Uh, but the Pac-12, I mean, obviously – from what we saw, the selection committee doesn't think much of the Pac-12, but Arizona, in my opinion, their starting lineup is good enough to compete with anybody's starting lineup in the entire country. I mean, their their guards are really good with Carter, uh, Parker Jackson, Cartwright, Alonzo Trier, and then they have a really good energy guy in Raleigh Alkins, and then up front, I mean, I don't know who 
which other team in the entire country has the size and kind of athleticism and strength to match up with Ristich and Aiton up front. I mean, those guys and the Pac-12 championship against USC, I mean, just kept so many possessions alive just with their sheer size, their athleticism, their energy. And uh, they really uh, wore down Chemezi Metu and Nick Rakosovic from USC. So it's going to be a tough time, uh, tough time for anybody who runs across this Arizona team. So, with that being said, I, I really like that team, and I really like their coach, and I know they have a lot of uh, stuff kind of hanging around them with the NCAA, FBI investigation, but I think this is finally the year that Sean Miller breaks through and gets to the Final Four, so I'm going to go with Arizona uh, to come out of the South region and be in the Final Four. So with that, uh, we'll move down to the bottom side of the left, uh, bottom left side of the bracket into the West region where we have Xavier as the one seed, UNC as the two seed, Michigan as the three seed, and Gonzaga as the four. So, Ace, what do you see from the West region? Uh, who do you like coming out of here? Well, this is another loaded region, in my opinion. I think, um, I mean, there's really undervalued here. you got Xavier with the number one, with the number one seed, but then you got the defending champs, North Carolina, and you got Michigan that's playing red hot right now. Obviously, Gonzaga at a number four seed. And then you got some tricky teams that can, I think can make a run here. You got Houston. Houston and both San Diego State, they play each other. But I really like both of those teams. You know, one of them is going to make a run. And then Missouri is a wild card with Michael Porter Jr. returning because he's a, you know, a top five player or projected, you know, lottery pick this year and has only played in one game in the you know the conference conference tournament. So this is a real tricky one. I mean I, I definitely don't like Xavier here. I really don't. Um and I don't like North Carolina either. I know they got Barry and I know they're coming off from last season. But um you know honestly I'm I'm gonna go with Michigan to get to the final four in this in this region. I mean I think they're playing lights out as of late and I really like Michigan here. Big Ree, what's your take? I'm going to go with North Carolina here. They played well uh, throughout the season, and they played well in their tournament, in their conference tournament, so I'm riding with North Carolina. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, Xavier, I mean, young coach Chris Mack, I mean, he's kind of been an emerging coach, and they've always kind of been in that Sweet 16 Elite 8 range. I, they never pulled through to the Final Four, I mean, this is probably one of the better seasons that they've ever had, although they've been very consistent in the tournament the past probably like 10 years, going back to Sean Miller's days. And then UNC, obviously the defending champions, looking to go to their third straight Final Four. And then Michigan, uh, like a week ago, just went red hot, won the Big Ten title. And Michigan, I mean, they have a really uh, skilled team. I'm... Uh, up up front, I mean, their guys can spread the floor. They can shoot the three. Mo Wagner, their big guy, he shoots up almost 40% from the three. I mean, Duncan Robinson, another guy for them, almost 40%, uh, kind of a bigger forward. And then Abdurrahman, a skilled athletic guy for them. And he shoots well from the three. So a lot of their starting lineup, they, they can spread the floor. They shoot well. They're well coached by John Beeline. And I think they're going to be a tough out for anybody in this in this region and but i'm gonna agree with Rhea on this one i think it's gonna come down to 
who wins that Michigan North Carolina matchup in the Sweet 16 and I'm going to go with uh, North Carolina I think Roy Williams I mean proven time and time again that he gets his team to the final four and then veteran leadership with Joel Berry and Luke May I think is key they've they know what it takes they've been there before the last two seasons and then Theo Pinson has really uh, come on and emerged in his junior year so I think with all that said I'm going to go with North Carolina to represent the West at the final four and for with that we'll move on to the right side of the bracket into the east region where we have Villanova the one seed Purdue as the two Texas Tech as a three and then Wichita State as the four seed Ace what do you think about this region okay well I personally think um the east region is the the weakest region here I mean obviously I think Villanova is really strong I really like Villanova but other than Villanova, they got a lot of solid teams, you know, including Purdue. I like Texas Tech a lot. Um, West Virginia is always a threat with that defense, but, you know, they just never end up showing up in the tournament. You know, they always get bounced out early. You know, I had hope for them last year, but, they, you know, they disappointed me. But I just think Villanova has just got too much talent. They, they're putting it all together now, you know, Bridges, and I really like point guard Brunson. And I think Villanova is just too much here. I mean, my wild horse would be Texas Tech or West Virginia. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run. But I have to say I like Villanova coming out of the East region. Okay, big yeah, I'm going to agree with Ace here. I'm going with Villanova. They're just the best team there, clear cut. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, Villanova, after kind of some years of disappointment, kind of some early exits, has really emerged last three, four seasons as a legitimate contender. And Jay Wright is really getting a lot more respect as one of the elite head coaches in all of college basketball. And then Purdue, I mean, they for me, for sure, have, for me, have to be the weakest two seed of amongst all the regions. And then Texas Tech, I mean, for them to make a run, obviously Keenan Evans, the one of the Big 12 uh, Player of the Year candidates, is really going to have to play lights out and play like one of the best players in, in all of college basketball. I just don't see him doing that for a consistent four-game stretch. And West Virginia, obviously, if they can control the pace and really... Uh, really implement their press that like they usually do and have success. That's the only really their only shot. And then Wichita State, as we've seen in the last five, six seasons, I mean, they kinda had that always have that kind of like uh tough, rough, rough and tumble type point guard Landry Shamit this year, Ron Baker years past, uh Fred Van Vliet. So they have that guy again and they have the coaching of Greg Marshall. I mean he's proven to be to uh advance in the tournament with lesser level talent, lesser level recruits, and here, here they are again back with in the number four seed. But with all that said, I'm just Villanova is just too strong. I mean, Jalen Brunson, Mikhail Bridges, one of the best duos in the entire country. Jay Wright, like I mentioned, a very emerging uh, elite head coach. I mean, he's obviously earned the respect and should be probably up there with the bigger names in the, all of college basketball, like Tom Izzo, Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams. So... Villanova, I think, too much, uh, too well coached, too good defensively, and player of the year candidate Jalen Brunson. I think they they come through easily, and I think they do it with ease and get to San Antonio in the Final Four. 
And with that, that'll take us to the fourth and final region in this year's men's bracket, the Midwest region, where we have Kansas for the second straight season as the number one seed in this region, Duke at number two, Michigan State number three, and Auburn number four. What do you think about this one, Ace? Um, well, first of all, I think in you know the Midwest region, I think Kansas is a joke to be a number one. They have no business, you know, being a, a number one seed here. They've had a lot of bad losses this year. Um, obviously, Duke is always a hot pick with Coach K, and you know they got one of the best bigs in the country with Marvin Bagley the third, and obviously senior playing card Grayson Allen. So I think, I mean, I think this region is going to go down to whoever wins that matchup between. Duke and Michigan State in the Sweet 16. I think that's what it's going to go down to. I mean, Michigan State with Bridges and, you know, Duke, obviously they got some star power there. So I think it's going to go down to those two. But I like Duke to come out of this um, region here. I just, I think this is their year. I mean, I know they always just somehow they messed up in the tournament and like what happened like last year. But I really like them this year. I think Duke is coming out of the Midwest region here. Okay, big re. Yeah, I'm also going to agree with Ace on this one. I like Duke. Uh, Kansas is definitely good, but I just see they always choke somehow, and I think Duke pulls out of this one, this region. Yeah, I mean, Kansas, I mean, had an easier road last year in the Midwest region, and they still didn't end up going to the Final Four that season. I think... This season in the Midwest, I mean, it's definitely a lot tougher for them, obviously, with Duke, Michigan State, high-level, uh, high-name coaches there. And then Kansas, obviously, losing uh, their big man, Yudoka Azubuki, for the season. I think he's the one that provides the, kind of their scoring, low-post scoring, uh, their rebounding, their toughness. So I think that's really a big loss for them. And I think it's just too much for Devontae Graham and Mikhailuk to shoulder for them, and I just don't think they have enough to, for a consistent four-game consecutive stretch, to lead Kansas to San Antonio in the Final Four. And so I'm going to agree with you guys. It's going to come down to that Duke-Michigan State game, and I th- I just think Duke has more star power. I mean, obviously with Marvin Bagley and then. Gary Trent Jr. as the point guard, and Wendell Carter Jr. up front as well, and then obviously the leadership of senior Grayson Allen, and then obviously one of the better, one of the two, three best coaches in all of college basketball in Krzyzewski. So all that I think is just too overwhelming and for the rest of the Midwest region, and I think Duke is going to come out of the Midwest region, in my opinion, face off against North Carolina in the Final Four. So... With that being said, uh, my final four, based on all the picks, is Arizona, North Carolina, and then Villanova and Duke. So, Ace, if you want to kind of just run through your final four again. Well, my final four is going to be Cincinnati, Michigan, Villanova, and Duke. All right, Big Re? Yeah, mine is the same as yours, exactly. Okay. All right. So with that being said, uh, we have our final four set. So we kind of uh, touched on some uh, draft prospects. So kind of uh, at this point in the season uh, in college basketball, Ace, who are your top five uh, prospects and who, are, who do you think will go in the, within the first five picks of the 2018 NBA draft? Um, 
Well, I, I'm definitely going to start off with DeAndre Aiken out of Arizona. That guy's a beast, and he's just he's been, he's a little bit raw, and I think he's just getting better and better. He's developing. I really like his game. I haven't seen anybody play like him where it's just like you look at the opponent and they're like, there's nothing we can do. Like, there is just nothing we can do. So I think he's, he's definitely in that conversation. I definitely do Marvin Bagley the third for sure, top five pick. I mean, 20 and 10 averaging this year. So I really like his game. Um, I think Michael Porter Jr., obviously we haven't seen much of him, but I even saw a little bit. You can just see if you, if you watch him in high school and you watch some his highlights, I think he's the real deal, so I really like his game. And then after that, I mean, obviously Bridges out of Michigan State is he's a solid player, and I think he's an overall good player. And then the rest of it, there's just a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good players out there. And but I mean, and obviously, like I mean, we you touched on this earlier. Kentucky is just full of NBA prospects. They're so athletic. But those would be the players that I'm really focused and excited to watch. Okay, yeah, I mean, those are all big names, and those are all amongst the names that are within the top five, type top ten. So, Big Re, what do you think? Are you is it Aiton for sure? Yeah, DeAndre for sure, and of course Trey Young. Trey Young, where do you think he goes in the within the top ten? You think he goes top five? Yeah, I'd say five, number five, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Ayton, I've just been watching him the last couple weekends. I mean, he's just amazing. I mean, he has basically kind of like a, a developed NBA body already. I mean, he's he's quick. I mean, he moves well laterally. I mean, he's super athletic. He's big. He's strong. And, I mean, I think he's just going to be a force to be reckoned with. And just as long as he stays healthy, that's always the key, as we've seen with uh, big guys. And then some other prospects, obviously, like Ace mentioned, Michael Porter, Marvin Bagley. Another name to throw in there is Jaron Jackson Jr. from Michigan State, the freshman. Uh, he's a big guy. I mean, he spreads the floor well. He can shoot. He can drive to the basket. And then international guy that uh, people haven't seen much of, but a lot of people are talking about uh, Luka Doncic, kind of like a... I know this is maybe a little pre- premature, but a lot of people are kind of comparing him to Larry Bird. So we'll see how that pans out. But uh, people say he's super skilled. Well, go ahead. I uh, I don't know about that comparison just yet. I mean, obviously, I've heard a lot about Luca as well, but I mean, I don't know if I'm able to give him that thing yet. You know, especially being international. But the other two names that are just exciting that I've enjoyed watching this year are Aaron Holiday out of UCLA, as well as Colin Sexton out of Alabama. Those two guys they get hot. They're fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Any kind of comparison to Larry Bird or someone legendary like that is obviously too premature but we'll see what happens with that and then with that being said it should be an exciting NCAA tournament and want to thank both of you guys for coming on Big Re Big A Big Big Re and A sorry thanks for having me Big Z thanks for having me Z and uh, Big Re and Ace have their own vlog, so uh, subscribe to it on YouTube, Big Re and Ace Sports Picks. Uh, follow them on Instagram as well at Big Re and Ace Sports Picks. And hope everybody enjoys the tournament. Should be a fun, exciting set of games. Thank you guys so much for listening.